paranormal fanatics and everybody else that might be here. Um, it's another lovely Saturday night here in little old Warren, Pennsylvania. Um, I see that we have our resident heckler already here. <laughs> How you doing, Lee Foot? And uh, hey, 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 Steven. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, tonight we have a new guest on. As you can see, scrolling at the bottom is his Facebook and YouTube, Alone in the Dark. Um, but I'm doing something a little different tonight, whereas I'm having my personal profile linked into this show. So normally whereas primarily my paranormal side of things are in in the crowd and such. Now friends and family will be also invited in. And I'm losing thought because I'm trying to figure out how to word it right because you know English is hard on this show. <laughs> how you doing? DSCWNE. That's quite the name, right? Uh, spell it out for me. What's that stand for? Uh, so next week or the next show, which would be two weeks from tonight, we probably won't be doing one because, well, let's face it, it's Christmas Eve and most people are spending time with their friends and family and loved ones and dear ones and other ones and whatnots and his nots. And anyways, um, and so I'm not trying to interrupt that. Maybe if we do a show, it might be like afternoon or something, something early. Uh, time will tell, but probably not. So just stay tuned, in other words. Um, but that's the end of my rambling. And brain farts and such. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Cameron from Alone in the Dark. Hello, Cameron. How you doing? Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm fine. I'm glad you're here. So that way I kind of cut back my rambling a little bit. And when I lose train of thought, I could just stare at you for a moment and say, hey, help me out. <laughs> I like that idea. Thank you for uh, having me on. Uh, the pleasure is all mine for sure. Um, I really appreciate you taking time out of your, your day to be with us because it's still kind of early for you, is it not? Yeah, we're central. So it's about 630 yeah um but i'm excited yeah. to be here with you and we're definitely excited to have you here um lee is a co-founder of warren area society of paranormal he's saying hello and welcome hello everybody watching hope you're having a good evening i hope they are as well hopefully it's a little warmer where everybody is and well, i know it's not warm for lee because he's where i'm at we're in the uh 30s here oh boy that's typical weather around here this time of year. Actually, we've been blessed. There's not that much snow going on lately. So usually this time of year, we have two or three feet of snow already. Yeah, beginning of December. Yeah, definitely. So uh, if you take a moment, if you don't mind, uh, um, giving a little information about who you are and, and uh, your social media and such. Okay. Um... My name's Cameron Schweigler. Uh, my social media is Cameron Schweigler. But uh, the TV show that really why I'm on social media is called Alone in the Dark. And each episode has a new theme. Um, we go into graveyards or abandoned insane asylums. 
um, haunted locations every episode. So part of the reason I'm on, Scott, is uh, my new episode is actually um, revolving around the hotel room that Jeffrey Dahmer killed his second victim in. Wow. Wow. And um, my understanding is, uh, and I see it in the background here, that you have a little uh, intro for that set up, queued up for some time in the show. Yeah, um, that's the intro for the show, but we just wrapped filming on the 6th. So last Tuesday, we just filmed uh, the last the last pieces of the episode. So we're planning on, on uh, releasing the episode next Friday, the 16th. Wow. Now that's exciting. I mean, I, and we'll get to that, um, the video that you have here for us tonight. Um, now I, I really appreciate you pronouncing your last name because I, I was, I, I was hesitant to do it, to try to say your last name because yeah, let's that's say, fine. um, yeah, Schweigler. Schweigler. German, German Irish. Oh, nice. Yeah. I can <laughs> see that. Um, I believe that's part of my ancestry, but mine's more German than Irish. Oh, no, no kidding. Yeah. Or more Scottish, I should, should say. Um, and I'm not trying to be funny with my first name. <laughs> uh, so how many episodes do you do in a year? You, you, um, well, this, this is episode four for season one. So we've been doing it for a full year. Um, the first half of this year, though, was strictly investigations. And then okay. six months after that, we started up the TV show. So the, the first season is only going to have four episodes. But uh, season two will have anywhere between six to ten. So no pre-planned? No. As far as filming, um, we don't have, like like a like a bigger budget crew with a lot of people so we can't fit in as many episodes as we'd like but we we assume that we'll at least get six to ten per season awesome and you know uh not having the bigger crews sometimes give you more uh benefits of, of not having to debunk a lot of noise and a lot of things like that um as far as having too many people trying to film and cameras and all that kind of stuff. Though I imagine it would probably be nice to have a little bit more uh, of a crew to find places for you to be at. Yeah, and I've heard that too, where um, doing investigations alone is sometimes beneficial because you don't have other noises or voices in the background. So I'm I trying, on that. Trying, trying to figure out who's doing what and where. Um, Lee is asking whereabouts are you at? We're, we're based about 10 minutes north of Madison, Wisconsin. So Madison is the capital of Wisconsin. So we're about 10 minutes north of that. Now we have a group that we network with all the time. Um, I think they're in Fond du Lac, but I could be wrong. Thanks uh, for the question, Lee. Uh, Wisconsin Area Society of Paranormal. Paranormal oh. Society. Yeah, they're, they're a little bit north of us. Oh, so you you heard of them? Oh yeah, I think they're close. They're a little little down from Green Bay. Okay. Um, yeah, we've been believe it or not, we've been uh, 
chatting with them off and on for the last 12 years ourselves. Um, no one of the first groups that we reached out to, probably because our names are, the, the acronyms are very close to each other. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. They've been around for a while. Yeah. Well, about 12 years, at least, that I'm aware of. Yeah, um, you yourself have been around for about that long. Yeah, we're getting a little older now. <laughs> um, You've been doing this for a while, huh, Scott? A live fedora experience. And this is a num another member of WASP. Um, I do like the hat. It's, it's well, fitting. It, you know, the whole... And here's a little secret that I never revealed before on camera is, yes, there's hair underneath here, but I don't like combing it and getting it all nice and, and decent, respectable. So I just throw a hat on and call it good. I think black <laughs> is the way to go. Yeah, that's funny how paranormal teams like to lean towards the black, isn't it? The black shirts and the black gear. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of black, I just ran into Chris Starr um, while we were filming this last episode, and she was pretty much decked in black as well as her accomplice. So, oh, yeah. run into her. She's got a YouTube channel, uh, Chris Starr, K R I S S T A R R. And she uh, is friends with the Paranormal Files, uh, Colin. I, I was about to say, I know I've heard her name before, but I'm not familiar with her work. But I've, of course, heard the Paranormal Files. Uh, they're a little bit more well-known by the name. Um, like, I, I think it'd be a little, uh, I won't say hard-pressed, but you start getting outside of our little circle. Um, I don't think many people know the, the member's name of Wasp as much as just the name itself. But every yeah, day I'm learning more. What's that? It seems like every day I'm learning more. <laughs> That's a good thing, right? Yeah, it is. So now I I kind of glanced through your channel and life's been a little crazy for me, so I wish I would have had more time to to watch your YouTube channel a little more. But mm -hmm. uh seems like you're starting to center your stuff around historical figures and things like along those lines historical you know like uh documented cases and such well this is our we've always centered around people people and places but this is the first time this last episode where we've actually we've actually opened up the door to true crime and true crime locations which go okay. hand in hand with with the paranormal so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be something that we're going to see again in the future. Did you enjoy, uh, infamous, <laughs> did you enjoy, uh, uh, being, uh, for, sorry, my mind's going about a million different places at once. <laughs> you got a big crowd here tonight. Uh, we're, they're starting to roll and I'm starting to see the numbers go up a little bit. Um, very nice. So, I thought I'd seen another location on, on, like, your second episode that seemed to be popular. Yeah, and that one was in Old 
um, sanatorium that used to house people with tuberculosis back in the 1920s. Okay. That, that building itself is centered around people, you know, dying on that piece of land. And um, those people had some hard times when tuberculosis was really up and going. Yeah, I've heard that back in the older times that it was really hard for them to do nothing more than there wasn't much they could do but just make them comfortable and let them live as long as they could yeah and that one's called sanatorium hill and that's a nice big building they kept it original people are uh, a new company's in there now but uh the building itself is gorgeous it, yeah i'm sure um, is that a location you plan on going back to you know, um, I've thought about that. We have so many new locations. I think if it is going to be a revisit, it'll probably be another year or two down the road. Mm -hmm. But um, our schedule is getting real busy with new locations because there's really so many locations out there that even people aren't aware of. And those are the ones I love finding. Yeah. Because, which... There's some hindrance, I'm sure, where you don't have the the history to go back on from other teams or other people that's done any kind of research on it. But it's also nice that you get to go in and and not be impressed upon to to make your evidence fit around what's been said. Exactly, exactly, and they all have rich history. So now. You said that you've been to the one and you're possibly going to more um, asylums, right? Well, I don't know if it's going to be asylums. We're going to focus around buildings, haunted locations and buildings, whether it could be an asylum. We're also kind of getting into the true crime. So if you know about Wisconsin, we're chock full of serial killers. No, I see. I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> Next year, might uh, we might sprinkle in some episodes surrounding Ed Gein and um, some other some other incidents around Wisconsin and and Illinois. Oh, nice, nice. I I mean, I, you hear the names, but um, if you don't dig into them, you don't think about where they are from. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, there could be several in Warren. I probably wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> and that, um, that well, pretty well be. I probably, I probably wouldn't know if there was any famous from local, but you know, what I mean, um, going like I said earlier that um, I was an over over the road truck driver. How many historical places like that did I go by without even being aware of it? And that's exactly right. You and me were talking about this earlier about Amityville, mm -hmm. the famous Amityville home. Um, what you don't hear is is all the the quote unquote Amityville tragedies that you don't hear about that are in the thousands, but they don't get the the news recognition or publicity. I'm sure there's a lot of hush-hush going on as well, you know, because let's face it, um, if you own a home, you really don't want to have 
all kinds of negative stuff like that out there if you could help it <laughs> no it happens quite a bit and um it just doesn't get the recognition that um amityville did at that time jay anson wrote a book about it and it became a movie and then uh hollywood pretty much ran with it so do you feel that hollywood and obviously they have to embellish and and such but do you feel they came close to to the true story or well, I haven't seen them all. Um, I will say the one in 2016 with Ryan Reynolds, they did take some facts, uh, true account things that did happen in the house, like like the constant cold and yeah. him always adding wood to the fire, but the house never seemed to really warm up. Hmm. Um, that was a fact. And that was with Ryan Reynolds. But... Um, the reason why the house wouldn't warm up is because when you have that much psychic energy, it drains the heat. And then that's when you hear stories like, I saw something, it got cold, or it got cold, then I saw something. Um, the entity is going to use heat sources, even your your own body heat that you put off and, and the heat in the room. Nice. Yeah, um, and that's why I try to be careful when we're out on investigations, not to say things like, well, use me, you know, take my energy or, you know, I, I do my best not to say that because, you know, let's face it, we don't want them to overdo it. Boy, did they run with it. Yeah, Hollywood did run with it, that's for sure. Um, and yeah, some people... Some people are aware of this, other people are not, but I actually have a pacemaker, so... I don't know if that's something they they would ever touch, but I, I make sure that I specify where they could get their energy from. You know, when I say use the batteries, I don't just say, well, use the batteries. I make sure I say, well, use the battery in this device. Yeah. yeah you don't <laughs> want to give yourself an open invitation to anything that could harm you. And I noticed that um, Colin with the paranormal files did that once and if you watch that episode, that episode has Chris Starr at the Conjuring House in it as well. He opens himself up in the basement of the home, and a lot of bad things happen directly after that when you open yourself up to that kind of attack. And I, I feel for him, but and maybe you agree, maybe you won't, but that's probably good that people got to see that as well because that lets them know that the paranormal is not always fun in games it can be it, yeah it can be dangerous i think a lot of people i mean it can get very dangerous and even deadly in some some cases yeah i i feel that a lot of people when they first start off they think it's going to be you know scares and that's it but there's attachments, there's there's all kinds of things that could go wrong. Yeah, and you know, if you step back out of the box and look look at what's going on in the world as a whole, it's really just a battle of good and evil, spiritually. Because all you have to really do is, is open up Google News or turn on your television and you can see what's going on in the world. And really, it's a battle between good and evil. So to not invite that 
especially in a place that's known for having high levels of psychic energy. Mm. Definitely. Um, yeah, even if it's not paranormal related, there's so much hardship and such as well that's got putting that energy out. Yep. So, Very yeah, true. let's hope Christmas could, could uh, bring some of that energy level back up, right? <laughs> I'm proud of Americans, how they came back from the pandemic. I think that was that was tragic what happened back in 2020, but I think we bounced back from it pretty good. What do you think, Scott? I think you're right. Um, there's still pockets of of, uh, of the pandemic where people are having hardships with it, but um, right. I, as far as paranormal related goes, a lot of a lot of paranormal teams were hit from not being able to go to homes and, and help people out because yeah. of, you know, the whole situation. And that's a shame because, well, I mean, I understand. Don't get me wrong. You don't want strangers coming in your home with a, with something going on like that. But on the same token, how many people were cooped up for that time in, in paranormal situations that couldn't really reach out for help either? Exactly. Um, very weird time. To say the least. But yes, we are turning the tide and and uh, Americans are very resilient when it really gets down to it. Yeah, and Scott, some of these people in your chat here, I see Steven, Lee, and Jason. Thank mm -hmm. you guys for showing up. Do you know some of these names? Uh, yeah, they're actually pretty regulars. Um, I know Jason and Lee personally, as in like they live in part of the group. Uh, Steven, I might know personally, and I'm going to feel like a heel if I don't know him, if I do know him in person and it's not ringing. Uh, but yeah, um, for some reason though, What's that? It's good to have everybody show up like that. Oh, it's a blessing. Um, it really is. Some reason though, like Facebook is not showing anybody on. So if you're on Facebook, do me a favor and give me a thumbs up or something or a comment here or, or whatever. Um, I don't know if we lost Facebook connection or not. I mean, it doesn't show that we had. It shows that everything's a, a green check mark and doing well, but. Um, you yeah. never know. This will get shared out quite a bit. I'm sure a lot of people will end up seeing it in the end. Yeah, we do have, uh, once again, blessings, especially shows like this. Um, a lot of people like them when they're live, but they don't catch the replays as much. Yeah. Um, but believe it or not, um, I'm grateful for those that do it. We do have a pretty strong, um, following that comes on replay and comments and watch after as well. So um, it's great to be here. I'm very happy that we have a strong community that we do. My, <laughs> I call them paranormal fanatics on the pages. Um, if you're live hashtag live real quick team live, if you're catching this in the replay hashtag team replay, so we can see what kind of numbers we can pull up. <laughs> um, so, if you want, and you don't mind, I'll I'll bring that uh, clip up real quick. 
Yeah, I'll set it up for you. This is just a, uh, a short little clip, um, an intro to the newest episode that's coming out on the 16th of December, a week away. Sounds good. Yeah, she's some questions that are tough. Ready. What questions are you going to start out with? Not because I was angry with them, not because I hated them, but because I wanted to keep them with me. Milwaukee police found body parts in a north side apartment and now they wonder if they've uncovered some kind of death factory. You have people like me who is befriending you and you are over here cutting up human bodies. Authorities also took out a barrel of what they think is acid. There are some big unanswered questions, though. Just who are the dismembered people killed in this mass murder? And he said to me, but Pat, when I tell you what I'm going to tell you, you'll be famous. Jeffrey Dahmer was sentenced to multiple life sentences for the murder of 17 people. When I woke up in the morning, my forearms were bruised and his chest was was bruised and blood was coming out of his mouth. He was hanging over the side of the bed and uh, I have no memory of beating him to death, but I must have. Dahmer could fit in with any group and you wouldn't say, oh, he must be crazy or he must be a killer. That's why he was so successful. The Polaroids that Jeffrey took, I, I was horrified. There's always a bit of remembrance of what happened. With it. Uh, I was just thinking, you know, how am I going to get through this? I don't have anybody to talk to about it. Wow. Wow. That definitely. Thank um, you, Scott. Yeah, the, the episode's called Room 507. And that's coming out in one week. One week, yes. Next Friday, the 16th. I know where I'll be. <laughs> It'll be um, uploaded everywhere. Now, is that going to be early day or later on at night? Um, It'll probably be around the same time as like we're on around 7 o'clock, 7.30. Wow. Yeah, I, I know what I'll be doing. I'll be sitting in my living room <laughs> watching on my, my big screen. <laughs> well, thank you for that. No, I thank you for sharing that with us. Um, You're welcome. Was... It's going to be a lot of footage with people who knew the victims, a lot of footage of the actual um, places where a lot of this happened. And then um, I'm basically inside the room where, where he killed the second victim. And now we can we conduct a little bit of a seance and some SLS stuff. So I think uh, some exciting things will be in the new episode. It definitely, even just the history of it will be interesting. Uh, seeing what you caught or or how you conduct the uh, investigation will be very interesting as well. Yeah, I hope you guys will like it. Now, out of all the shows that you've done... Which one out of the ones you've done would you recommend people start with you first? 
just start with number one and go on or um i'll put it to you like this 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 episode is the best one to date as far as production quality but if you go back to episode one through two and three into this one every episode will have its own unique flair the first episode we go into a graveyard at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> and then you know it progresses from there but um people 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 can watch it um uh one episode at a time or from from the beginning of the season to the end nice um i'm not 100 percent sure are you asking um what is the broadcast format are you thinking like you said it'll be on youtube and such right yeah lee great question um a lot of the stuff that i've been releasing lately has been going straight to my facebook page and a lot of the paranormal groups and then it's also uploaded to youtube which is my youtube page and that's it's the same as my facebook it's just cameron schwegler alone in the well, dark i believe i found it through uh through searching alone in the dark on youtube oh okay uh, don't hold me that I do like a hundred YouTube searches a day, but that seems to ring a bell to me. Um, now, see, that's nice that you have both social media because, like in Lee's case, he doesn't have Facebook. Yeah. Can you believe that in this day and age? <laughs> Honestly, some people think it's a good thing. Um, oh, right. <laughs> I just like picking I, on him. I will say, Scott. Um, Facebook and YouTube have, have been pretty supportive and um, I don't mind sticking with them. Sounds they've good. They've been real supportive. You know, uh, they've been a good platform for the TV show. They've been supportive of the TV show. So we're going to stick with YouTube and Facebook for the time being. You know, honestly, they're, they are the top of the, the social media platforms there is at the moment. Now, yeah. in the future, that might change. Who knows? Uh, me and Facebook has a little tips every once in a while, but for the most part, we get along pretty well. And, uh, yeah. you know, YouTube, um, it's my own fault that we didn't get as far on YouTube as we have because we started a channel pretty much, I'd say, within six months of starting our, our group, and uh, we left it dormant for about 10 years <laughs> and that can happen if you get pulled away to another platform um well i get i'll be honest i believe it's my own lack of foresight um where if i had an inkling that it'd be where it is now i probably would have invested a little more into it um yeah because, and, getting, and getting your content out too scott is no easy task very true very true as i'm sure you're aware of that yeah yeah um but the 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 funny thing is back when we first started all these monetization rules wasn't there you put a video up you can monetize it that, that is moment. now now you gotta jump through hoops and <laughs> yeah. that's probably good that, that and is the hoops that way are on fire. 
Yes, indeed. With a with a bath of gasoline on the other side of it sometimes. Yeah, it's no cakewalk anymore. So now there's one thing, and I was uh going to go to this question earlier uh when I was asking about the uh about the uh asylums and such is I've said that I'm hesitant to do asylums personally. Like I don't know if I would go to one. And the reason behind that, and you could let me know how you think about that, is uh when those that were in these asylums when they were alive, they were not in the best mental conditions, you know. Some were quite right out murderous in some cases. Um and I feel that when you when they cross over, I'm not 100 percent sure if they would uh, be healed and have the logical minds like we do, or, or are they still having the same issues when they pass over? That's a good point. Um, you d you don't know who who died on the property or in the asylum. You really can't. It would take one probably a year to dig into a, a, a location's history. You know, you'd be looking at a, a girl with the dragon tattoo situation just sitting in a library. Right. And, of course, my tech manager is going to blame me. <laughs> That's another one of those little inside jokes I say, and, and he'll get on in a second. I'm not the tech manager. I and, see that. I see that, Lee. <laughs> um, we... Me and him's been friends longer than we were part of the team. Um, so we kind of go back and forth with each other. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, so we met where we're, I told you. Um, so we see you seem to be the face of uh, Alone in the Dark. Um, is there any other people on your team or? Um, I, I use, I use people behind the scenes as far as like with editing and score selection, stuff like that. But, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the filming for alone in the dark, I try to keep it solo. Um, you had mentioned something earlier, um, about other noises or people talking or distractions. When I go into these places, I'm always alone. Makes sense in, in a lot of ways, but now see that's contrary to what a lot of people preach is don't go into places alone. Yes, uh, especially my wife. <laughs> I, I don't mean to laugh, but I could hear that like, <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yeah, um, this last one was a doozy, Scott. No. I, I had a hard time getting into that room. I could only imagine. Um, now, is that a place that's open to the public, or is that something that you have to... Um, it is open to the public, but I would put it this way. You couldn't pay me to try and finagle myself to get into that room again. It took me two, almost over two months to finally be able to get the key to that room. Mm. I could, that's why I was, I was kind of asking was, I know there's 
certain places where like hotels and such will specifically close the floor down or or rooms or you know things like that apartment buildings will keep apartments closed because of things like that so um, hotel cecil out hmm. in california is a big one with with a lot of problems so i'm assuming your wife is pretty supportive of what you do but this one seemed to be kind of a red flag for her she didn't like the fact that um it was so much back and forth mm. because i had i had a big problem with the hotel they would tell me one thing when i get there they'd tell me another mm. they'd say oh you know you can't get in now but you can get in next week and that went on for about two two and a half months almost wow. so finally um I mean, it got pretty ugly, but I eventually got the keys to the room and, and filmed what I needed to film. Now, and when I ask this stuff, I know this this video is not out, so always feel free to say, well, you'll find out in the video or whatever, you know. Um, but so, and I, I'll ask the question that Lee just put up as well. But were you there overnight? Um. That was part of it. I was originally going to spend the night mm -hmm. and I ended up spending a couple hours in the room. It was at night, but I left. The hotel itself made it so hard on me. It, it, it became like an annoying situation. And especially for, for my wife, she didn't want me to be gone anymore. So she basically said, do what you got to do, shoot, shoot the, the film you need the film and then come home. And honestly, the hotel didn't exactly say yes, spend the night, but it was almost kind of like they wanted me to be in and out. Now you think they're worried about the publicity of it or, or you think there's just some upper management issue or, um, not sure it could be a myriad of reasons but they made it inhumanly difficult to go into that room all along saying that that room has no significance mm. they basically don't want to admit that anything happened in that room yeah well I, in some ways i could see that from business side of things but from the, the other side of making it impossible to get in to that room that that actually makes it worse because then people that gets out and people are like well if there's nothing there then why aren't you <laughs> and i think i've only seen one other youtuber get into the room and that was colin from yeah. the paranormal files <laughs> is that probably going to answer this question how did you find out that was indeed the room well from the hotel's standpoint they're of the frame of mind that we don't know which room it was. There's been renovations to the room. You know, the room 507 has no significance at all. Hmm. We even go as far as to say, we don't even know if Jeffrey Dahmer even really stayed in the hotel. We don't have any records of it. So they don't, they, they're trying to distance themselves from anything to do with it. Now, from what she showed on that clip, didn't that show that that hotel? 
Well, he did talk about the ambassador and and while he was in prison, he did write about which room it happened in. So okay. it eventually did get out the room in the ambassador that um, Stephen was murdered in. So and it wasn't was just like you just threw a dart at the wall and... <laughs> No, um, the hotel likes to say it's just, it's just, um, internet rumor, but it's really not. He, he did, he did write in prison quite a bit and he did talk about the room 507 where it happened. And if you watch the video, um, I'm assuming Jeffrey didn't have a lot of money at the time. And when you go into the room, it's probably the smallest room in the hotel and it's it's an eight floor hotel so wow. generally the smaller rooms cost less money right right and so yeah. it doesn't surprise me at all that um they don't want anybody in there and um i was i was persistent enough to actually get in and film the episode and I hope are you, you guys are you happy that you were I was glad to be done with it, but I'm happy that the, the filming is over with because they now, made it so difficult. Right, right. Yeah, I can see where that would be very frustrating. As a matter of fact, uh, we were trying to get into a local establishment here for when we first started up, and they kind of gave us back and forth for a little bit. And we dropped it and left it alone for up until a few months back. And I randomness contact them again under new management and we we're able to get in so um you got lucky definitely definitely because yeah it was it was by the grace of god that i was scrolling through old facebook messages thinking about i need to delete this stuff because well why have it and then all of a sudden that popped up and i was like well hey reach out to them so i'm curious scott what location was that um actually we have permission to say it and I got finished going through the stuff. It's a local playhouse uh, called Struthers Library Theater. Um, like the sixth oldest operating theater in the, the United States. Nice. Who was on <laughs> that investigation? Yeah, that took several years. Uh, we're still going through the evidence, and we're still got a video to do. We did some live, but I'm sorry I started speaking without really hearing the question what was the question um who was with you on that investigation for the most part um the majority of the wasp members warren area society paranormal um unfortunately jason and his wife angel um which are founding members uh was not able to make it because she was sick but outside of that the rest of the team was there um big building 54 4,000 square feet. Wow. It was a lot bigger than we anticipated, that's for sure. Is there a video of that? There is, and uh, and it will be coming out on our page probably within a couple weeks. So we got to get the evidence that we got to them and show them what we have before we put it out. I would love to put that on my calendar. Definitely. Okay. I'll, I'll definitely uh, send you a message and let you know. Um, yeah, that's coming up because we we caught some interesting things there. Um, 
the sense where there was one other team there many years ago, and they isolated it to one room, having all the activity. And when we were there, the whole place seemed to have some kind of vibe to it. And evidence in different places in the room or in the theater. Um, not, and I'm sure that you're aware of it. And not to to dismiss what the other team got and the location, but spirits move around, you know. So, odds are they caught it on the one night where they were just in the one room and kind of hanging out. I guess I don't know. And we we're lucky that we got it where we did. Um, but there's some interesting things that went on there. Those old buildings are phenomenal. 1800s. And uh, they just got done remodeling not too long ago, a lot of stuff. So we're, we're thinking yeah, that might. Buildings are rich with history. And uh, yeah, so very interesting, interesting place. Um, you could probably kind of, um, if you have a little time, you could probably go back to through some of our, our uh, live videos because we did do some live there as well. Yeah, I've been trying to, to dip into your videos on YouTube, and um, I'm liking what I'm seeing. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, there is some focus to it. Um, we try to, we do, we've been doing this for a while now, and, and I really enjoy interacting with other teams that I would have never had the pleasure of doing and introducing it to, to our viewers, you know, the other team. That's part of our YouTube uh, live investigations and such as much as possible. And every once in a while, um, I like to do weird food combinations. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you have quite the community. And it's wonderful. They they show a lot of support. Though sometimes I wonder if they they don't care for my my stomach health because they recommend stuff for me to try. <laughs> oh, Lord. Which channel can I see that on? Right on the paranormal page. Okay. Uh, when I've noticed that we haven't had a lot of content, I just kind of throw that in there for the fun of it. Like, uh, not this past Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving before, um, I did a slice of pumpkin pie topped with mayonnaise. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're killing uh, me, Scott. Uh, did that um, hot food challenge. Me and Lee... Uh, did the one chip challenge there, that Pocky. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty. Like a $20 uh, Dorito that. Yeah, but we're cheap. We found it local for about seven bucks. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. How did so... you handle that? Pretty good, I bet not. No, no, no. Probably under a minute. <laughs> wow. I probably, probably ate the, uh, the ice cream and the milk quicker than I did the chip. <laughs> Those spices and, yeah, get it was, early. It was Lee's idea. Yes, it was. I see that. Good job, Lee. Well, he suffered with me, so I don't, you know, I can't blame him. But he won't do the other stuff with me, like mustard flavored ice cream with mustard topping. Oh, man. I don't know if I could do that. He doesn't like my homebrew beers either. This is a Lucky Charm flavor beer. Really? Yeah, I did this at home. Wow. Nice. Um, 
I've done other stuff. But so that's all the stuff you'll find on on my channel. And uh, that chip was awful. It was. Uh, he said it fast. Have you had it? Have Have I had that chip? Oh, no, 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 no. The one time I tried a habanero pepper, uh, I was a lot younger, and I'll probably never do it again. <laughs> Don't care for spicy, huh? Yeah. You know, when you eat that stuff and it's just pure concentrated spice, um, it really burns, burns the inside. It does. And uh, he, Lee, said it best for that chip, and... He said it tastes. It tastes like you took a piece of charcoal out of a grill that was still red, and started chewing on it. That's about the flavor we we say it was. There's, yeah, it was not good taste or anything. No. So, um, I don't recommend it to anybody. I but couldn't I, do it. Not today. So, yeah, I I would do it again. If it was for a charitable reason, right. like you know, somebody says I'll donate five thousand answer, or you know, uh, how can you say no to that? You know, yeah, right. But outside of that, I wouldn't do it for a video. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> um, now you've been so you got this video filmed. Is there anything exciting coming up that you're excited about, or you, you taking a little break? Um. Well, we we're we're gonna kind of uh, just release this this episode four, and then we're gonna take a break for Christmas and New Year's. But um, now that we're diving into uh, some of the true crime stuff, I think sometime in the spring you might see um, maybe season two, episode one or two, probably will revolve around. Uh, the old house where John Wayne Gacy um, okay. killed 33 young boys. And that's local for you guys, Wisconsin, or? Well, that's in Illinois. Illinois, but, okay. I mean, it's, it's close enough by that um, we're going to see maybe it, it could turn into an episode. Hmm. So... Walk me through a typical setup. Does that is it like quick phone calls and and get it set up and go, or is it something that you do a well layout plan and and really exhaust everything you can to get to the episode and the the video and such? Um, the first three episodes I thought were tough, but they were a walk in the park. <laughs> this um, sounds like it. Yeah, uh, the first episode is is a haunted graveyard that's actually really haunted. Um, and that one's called Ravenwood Graveyard. The second Ravenwood. episode is, is Sanatorium Hill, which okay. um, revolves around a, a sanatorium from the 1920s. And then the third episode is um, an abandoned insane asylum. Okay. So um, that episode is called um, Sheboygan County Insane Asylum. And those are pretty easy to get into. And uh, 
the second episode was okay to get into the third episode i was actually you know probably not allowed on the property but i did it at night and i you know i do say on my youtube page i don't recommend trespassing but it's in the name of art sometimes it's better to say sorry than ask permission sometimes <laughs> Sometimes you got to film and get your butt out. <laughs> no doubt. John Wayne Gacy, one more reason to hate clowns. I don't hate clowns. I, yeah, I think he, they taste funny. He um, he did dress up for children at uh, children's hospitals as as a clown, Pogo the Clown. He was he was actually a a pretty respected, well known member of his community right right which is is kind of crazy because you hear that throughout a lot of the history of such people is is they kept a pretty decent character and such outside of their crimes exactly um ted bundy you would never suspect um good looking polite um even jeffrey dahmer he fit right in. Nobody would look at him and say, oh, he looks like a killer. He was just some, some white guy in glasses. I mean, you can't really judge a book by its cover. Right. Right, definitely. Sorry, I thought I heard something off to the side. Uh, yeah, I had mentioned earlier that I do have activity in this home. That's another thing that I go back and forth with on, on do I investigate my own home being a paranormal investigator? Do I get a different team in or just leave it alone? Um, this place hasn't bothered me as in like I don't feel like there's anything negative here. But there is things that do happen here. Yeah, I have, uh, I have um, first-hand experience with with poltergeist activity and things like that. Is that kind of along the lines of what you're dealing with? Um, no, uh, my understanding poltergeist is, is pretty much German for noisy ghost. Um, for the most part, they're pretty quiet on their own. They don't, you know, um, little, little things out of the corner of my eyes, like will be seen, uh, my one grandson had said that he's seen uh, <laughs> laughing at the comment. My one grandson, when he was about four years old, the I have a river that runs through my backyard, and uh, he was looking out the window down towards the river. It was during the day. He started singing a song that um, we didn't know about. Um, actually, it didn't, it didn't sound English. It sounded like a different language, and we were asking, "Well, what are you singing? Where did you hear that from?" You know, where I'm simplifying it some. And he said, pointed towards the river and said, "From the lady down there." And uh, when we asked him to describe it, and keep in mind, he's a four-year-old kid. Uh, he just said, "An older lady wearing a black dress," and uh, was down at the, by the river teaching them the song. Kids so. are very open to that because they're not jaded yet. 
Right. And we don't, you know, we don't tell them that there's no such thing. We don't, we don't see the uh, ghosts behind every doorknob, you know, but we don't tell them. No, as a matter of fact, they've been on a couple of investigations with us now. Yeah, um, take them. they can see things that we can't. We take them during the day when it's a little safer in places we've been to. Um, so we know that the odds of anything bad being there's a little less likely. Um, but yeah, they, as long as they're not told, no, 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 you're right. They're very attuned to, to, um, the paranormal. They're not, told, they're not told yet what they're supposed to see and what they can't see. And they're just open to everything that, that they see and touch and right my one granddaughter was quite cute she was about four or five herself the the boy i was talking about earlier his his sister younger sister um she took out some of our i think it was our emf detector running around the house saying here ghosty ghosty ghosties <laughs> oh geez yeah, she, she was the one coming out she was looking underneath the beds and looking underneath everything. Hi, Steph. Hi. You must be talking about Aria. Yes, I am. Now she can tell and show you how to use every piece of equipment you own. Yeah, well, pretty close to it anyways. Oh. We got a couple of new pieces of equipment right. she hasn't seen yet. She's seven now? She is seven. Seven now. You got so, a ghostbuster um, on your hands. Well, you know, yeah, I have the younger generations keep the team going. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Jason and Angel's youngest son uh, is an honorary member of the group already since the day he was born. <laughs> but hey, anyway, where are we going on? I was interested in, in that kind of thing, ghosts and stuff, even as a kid. Well, I'm not going to presume your age, um, but... In the 80s and such, I was still kind of, I was a teenager in the 80s. Uh, and even when I was like 10 or so, there was a lot more horror stories and and uh, ghost-related stories than, say, even now. Well, I, I guess maybe not, but it seems to be more of a culture back then. Yeah, 80s were big with movies and things like that. So... I kind of grew up with, with like thinking that would be kind of cool to be doing what I do now. Though I did imagine that it was going to be more along the lines of like Egon. And I knew I wasn't going to have a proton pack. Not like that, but <laughs> a like little more. There, what would Egon do? One of the greatest movies of all time. Have you seen the newest Ghostbusters? I did see it. I, I didn't think it was too bad. I think they're going in the right direction. I don't think they'll ever be able to uh, replace or compete with the original two, but I think they're headed in the right direction. I agree, and I was, and the reason why I bring that up is because I, I find it very touching how they handled the death of uh, Ramus there. I agree. Ramos. That was one thing I liked about that movie. They paid a little tribute. They did well. Um, so back to the topic, kind of, <laughs> not that we were that far off with it, but, um, where do you see yourself in a year from now? 
Well, um, I mean, filming isn't all I do. Um, I also, on the side, I um, I run a nonprofit called Sweeps. So I, it, it's called Sweeps. It's an Sweet. acronym. Um, but I do that on the side when I'm not filming. I mean, we're open 24 hours, but I do get a lot of people um, contacting me for advice. They may think something negative is in their home or something like that. So I also do that. I try to help people and, and sometimes even go out and, and try to clean a house when I can. Okay. Um, if you want, you could touch on the nonprofit a little bit. Um, but now, once again, are you alone when you're doing these places or? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's been getting so busy to the point though, where I've, I've gotten to the point when people call, I have to have some kind of evidence now, whether it's some kind of video or tape recording or something moving. Because honestly, I found that sometimes I'll go out to these places and maybe you're, you're just dealing with somebody that might have a different issue going on that's not so much paranormal. Right, right. We've came across that ourselves. Now, is it something that you might do in the future, have more people along with you, or are you just going to stick to the, what you have now? Um, I think it'll come down to, I, I like what I'm doing right now. Um, it's not gotten overwhelming to the point where I need to send out certain teams. Mm. Um, it, it's about once or twice a month. So it hasn't gotten big enough yet. I mean, being in the central, I can see out east over there by you guys, um, a lot more people. We're more centralized, not as many people. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, would you recommend to anybody starting to get into the field and such, would you recommend them do as you are, or would you recommend trying to tie in with a team? Um, I don't, I don't think I would recommend trying to go into other people's homes. Um, unless maybe you're going with another investigator and have at least a couple years under your belt to know what to look for. Makes um, sense. What I would recommend for somebody trying to get in to, um, the realm of the paranormal is is start with like um, researching what the Warrens did. And on YouTube, there there's a show that um, Ed and Lorraine did with Tony Spera, um, where they talk a lot about hauntings and things like that. Just do some research, and then what? you can reach out locally because they have ghost walks, ghost tours, things like that, and you can get your feet wet. And, and decide if it's something that you even like. My my ego must be getting better, bigger because you said what the Warrens did. I thought maybe you're... <laughs> Honestly, when I saw your name at first, I thought you were associated with the Warren Foundation. And you know what? When we... Every once in a while, I'll, I'll go to a, a web browser and look up on Google or whatever. I type in our name and 97% that pops up is is Warren's. So they're yeah. they're our biggest competitor. <laughs> and uh yeah, 
for for the up and comer like like your nieces and nephews and stuff that are into it um the ghost shows on cable ghost adventures and and the the haunted and it's just fun to learn about it and you know maybe watch a couple episodes of that on cable and and just get scared and then during Halloween, when things come up, like um, sometimes they'll do like graveyard tours or. Right, right. You know, you can buy a ticket for 15, 16 bucks and they take you through an old haunted canning factory or something like that. That's that's a way to get in into the paranormal without actually putting yourself in danger. Very true. And all excellent points. Um, and, you know, we've even hosted similar things. Um, ours was inside our local mall we would investigate for charity um but so yeah there was a lot of people that's never done the paranormal that uh, investigate that went to these uh, events that we did there and uh believe it or not the library theater that we were talking about just not too long ago are now starting up uh tours through their building so i think it's a good idea i've been seeing more of it lately I'm not yourself putting on um, ticket, paid ticket services. I think it's great. I do, and I lean more towards favorable when it's related to, like, say, help restoring restoring buildings and such. Um, I tend to be a little more forgiving on, on prices and such for that. Um, yeah. As far as personal teams earning money through graveyards, going through graveyards or whatever, great, but don't, in my personal view, don't charge a hundred dollars a person to do that. Yeah, and some of them do get pricey, Scott. You know, right? And I understand making a little money because doing this stuff is not cheap, um, not at all. Like with the stream yard, I pay, um, just to do this with uh, all the ads and and this and that involved into it um i pay i think 12 bucks a month doesn't seem like much but you know that's a couple lunches <laughs> it adds so, up so i mean i could understand reasonable ticket prices such for teams trying to earn a couple bucks um so yeah, yeah. What I would recommend for uh, people interested in the paranormal, watch shows like yours. Thank you. You can learn a lot from different teams. And that's what I like about YouTube and and Facebook and such is when I watch them personally, because I do watch these shows, and uh, I try to figure out little things like the cra latest craze now is those cat toys, those uh, flashing uh, yep. cat Toy balls. balls. Yeah, I never thought about it until I seen a group from England using them. I'm like, well, yeah. So I picked up nine of them for eighteen bucks. <laughs> yeah, and and all those those EMF meters and stuff, they do work. I mean, they do pick up that electromagnetic energy. But you don't need the four hundred, five hundred dollar piece of equipment to do this either no no i think you could do it on a budget and still have a very good time with it and still get results with some of the stuff um like you said 
some of these new things aren't as expensive and you can still still get results some of the equipment i use though um i'm not gonna lie it took me a little bit to save up for some of the stuff um when i go into a lot of these places at night i need to be able to see in the dark definitely so i have to buy infrared equipment to be able to see in the dark which can get pricey it can though i see the prices of that stuff is starting to come down too i will say for those watching a little tip on trying to save a couple bucks when you're looking online for to buy anything do not type in ghost hunting equipment you know type in the word infrared camera type in the words like that because you're gonna save money just by not typing in ghost hunting <laughs> that that is true there's always a lot bigger markup when it's labeled as as being equipment for ghost hunting amazing isn't it <laughs> i will say though scott um the equipment i use is actually um i get two two forms of use out of it hmm. um the infrared is one of the only sources i found full spectrum is also good but it's not as good as infrared okay it is one of the best sources to pick up spiritual energy hmm. and i've been in a lot of haunted locations but the only time that i've seen actual spirit uh, they are orbs but the times that i've seen orbs that are are spirit orbs are are generally in graveyards graveyards which which are technically ghosts so you feel that more towards cemeteries is more able to be called spiritual as opposed to other locations and i'm not saying you're saying that it can't happen at other locations but you find cemeteries and such more more active for you for that or or if people died on a certain part of land and and they haven't moved on quite yet but what you'll see ghosts is is like a ball of light mm -hmm. and the infrared picks up that light the only thing i haven't done yet is is to find out if they carry a temperature mm. because yeah. the only time you can really see these these energies are during the summer when it's hot when there's plenty of grass on the ground, when there's trees with leaves, bushes, okay. shrubs, because these ghosts really, they take all that energy from the heat in the air during the summer. They take energy from the grass, the leaves, the trees, and they use that to form that mist-like ball of energy. Because I've gone out in the winter at three o'clock in the morning in the graveyards multiple no. times trying to recreate and see the same thing and it doesn't happen in the winter they just can't get the energy now do you have infrared capabilities do you have any equipment for that yeah and 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 i have i have video of these these spiritual orbs on video i have pictures i don't know how i got this picture but i have an orb on an actual picture they're so quick i got lucky 
and I snapped an infrared picture and I caught one of these orbs. Nice. You know when your TV goes static, you get all that fuzzy snowballs? It looks like that consistency. Really? Now, see, a lot of people don't see that static anymore. (laughs) Yeah. We're showing our age. But the, the, these these spiritual entities actually move with purpose. Yeah, so well, now, yeah. I've seen, I, I won't say I've seen a lot of orbs, but I have seen, so I know what you mean by they have their direct path. They have their, it's not just a quick little. When I go so. into these graveyards, um, It'll be like 3 30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And what they'll generally do is I'll have my goggles on, or I'll be using some infrared binoculars or something like that. And they'll come up from a grave or come up out of the ground, stop and look at me, and then just go on about their business. Hmm. Well, yeah, I imagine, you know, they don't really care for us much. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say it like that, but. I think they're just as curious. They they must see some kind of life force, and that's why they stop and look. And they all do that when they see me. They they notice that I'm I'm living. Mm-hmm. Do you think? So I guess I should ask more. Like, what's your views of other dimensions and such? You say they see us possibly as light sources or such. Do you think that's what you mean by that, or? Um, from what I've gathered, there's a whole world that we as humans who are living can't see. Because and I we're, our I think there's a whole world that we're not privy to that we that we can't see, and the only time that I can see to the other side is with this infrared that lets in the certain kind of light energy into the lens where I can kind of see what these things are. But um, I've also seen black orbs, and they're a lot smaller. So I've seen them chase chase each other. They're, they're sentient beings. And I can't tell if the black orbs are maybe not so good, and maybe they're attached to the white orbs. I don't think I've ever seen a black one. Well, I mean, they're they're hard to pick up, but if you've been in enough graveyards at night with the equipment I use, you definitely start picking up on some of this stuff. And I did talk to a couple PhDs, and they find it interesting what I've caught. Um, mm-hmm. And it's always around graveyards. And the last doctor I spoke with about it, she said that there's a phenomenon like that in Egypt, in the catacombs. Really? Where these energies are still hanging around their body. So they could be earthbound spirits that don't want to exactly leave their body. Or not quite sure. They're they're hanging around. They might not see the earth as we do. We can't really see what they're seeing, but they're hanging around their body for some reason. Because I only see this phenomenon when I go where there's deceased people. I don't really... You know, it's it's hard to say if a house is haunted, but mm-hmm. when I go into a house and I don't see those balls of light floating around, I know there's no spirit in that house. So it's hard to tell somebody that calls me, you know, my house is haunted, and when I'm looking, there's no spiritual energy. But as soon as I go into a graveyard, 
it's like night and day. It's right there in your face. So now I, I hear what you're saying. So what if somebody you were to to present this stuff with you, you come in, but they're able to show you video of say something moving or you know, something along those lines. That would be that would be probably poltergeist. Um and you know, poltergeist you you don't necessarily need a soul or a spiritual energy. Sometimes that's just that's just energy in itself causing these things to move. So well, they say that you can't destroy energy. It has to go somewhere. That's a, that's exactly it. That's the concept. So mm -hmm. whether whether poltergeist is good or bad, I don't know. Some people some people seem to think that all poltergeist is demonic. Just right, right. the powers. Um, when you see like things flying across the room, smashing, breaking, you know, getting set on fire. It's um, easy to have that view of that because if a, a person was doing that, you would say, well, they're bad. Spirit, human spirits don't possess that kind of power. They, they may be able to, to show themselves maybe do something small but not anything like poltergeist i mean that that's a powerful entity that's not human and i heard you say earlier that you will go into a home to to clean a home that's within your realm of, of abilities yeah um there's certain prayers we use um a lot of the times we use holy water to cleanse a home which is blessed, blessed holy water. Right. Um, certain house cleaning rituals and stuff like that, where you're saying prayers throughout every room and sealing windows and doors and things like that. And if there is something negative, um, they'll want to bug out. We we use blessed incense. And how it was told to me is, if, if you don't, let's say you don't like rap music. Yeah. And, and cigarettes and your friend says let's go to this club i really like it but all they do in there is smoke cigarettes and play rap music you're probably not going to want to hang around very long right try to cut out as quickly as possible right. and, and that, that's the reason for doing those things mm -hmm. now do you have like aftercare for these uh clients or or you just let them get back hold of you if need be um a lot of them do reach back out. Um, they like somebody to talk to, and and they want to hear hear from me if I if I've come up with any more ideas. But a lot of them like to call back and just say, you know, I haven't had anything, but this happened the other day, and I think there might be still something here, and I kind of got to coach them on what to do, but. Um, not reinvite it back in yeah they like to stay in touch but um eventually when things calm down and i tell them what to do to keep keep the process up they go on living happily well it sounds like in my view in my opinion you do the right thing by giving them the control after you leave to to steer their destiny so that way they know they they put that positive in their home and they're able to to finish up with themselves 
because I, I feel that's a personal mistake. And I don't mean if, some, if a team goes back once or twice, but if you start going three, four, or five times back to a place, I don't think you're doing the service to the, the client. Um, but if you set them up to be their, their own master of destiny, it goes a lot further. That's exactly it. You give them the tools to do it after you leave, and then they can keep up with it. So I definitely agree with what you're saying. Um, that's for sure. Now, I guess I never asked this, and I, I, that's one of the things I usually ask, and forgive me. Um, how long have you been part of the paranormal? Not even so much on the social media side of things. Well, it started when I was really young. Um, when I was about eight or nine years old, I got into the paranormal really, really heavy. And okay. um, I would actually go to to abandoned places and, and do everything that a paranormal investigator would do today. Um, I always say to my wife, if I would have just stuck with it, I would have been Zach Bagans. No doubt. Because that wasn't big back then in, in the early 90s, or even 1989 to 1991, 92, things like that. But I was doing it back then. Um, and then I actually got a lot of negative feedback from friends and stuff. Like, what are you doing? You know, this is, this is crazy. So I put right. it down. I put it down for a while, but then recently in the last two or three years, um, I've put, I've closed some chapters in my life and, and I've reopened this and, and the community had just exploded like, like yourself and your society and things like that. And it just fit like a familiar love. It's definitely a lot more accepted than it would have been back in the time you were saying. And like I've been sitting back wondering if my channel on YouTube or some of the original paranormal teams on YouTube, you know, like, because since we, we did, since I didn't do much with it, we didn't make no kind of splash. But as far as age wise go, I wonder where we would have been. <laughs> I think um, you're probably on the forefront of the wave. This, but it's like, you know, it is what it is. I, I chalk it up to, uh, I don't think we were ready to the point mm -hmm. to do it justice at that time. Yes, well, we were eager. You right now, you got this beautiful podcast show. I mean, it's come along and you were right there at the beginning of of the sensation of, of people interested in this. So you've kind of, you were there from the start. I appreciate that. And you, you're right. And that's what I'm saying is uh, I feel that if we would have took off like this then, I don't think it would have been the way it is now. You know, yeah. I don't think we would have been mature enough to, to handle it like we are now. Uh, Mr. Paranormal Consultant, how you doing, my friend? Uh, this is Matt. I believe this is Matt. He's got a few... Um, few other people that help run the Paracruit podcast, so it might be one of them, but that's probably Matt. Um, Paracruit. Sounds interesting. L. Morton and the P3 program. <laughs> uh, you don't have to say Hale Morton. That doesn't sound good. Hale Morton, that's, I like that. That's my last name. Yep, yep. Uh, 
All right. So he's saying he's doing okay. And now, see, this is Matt. I have spoken with uh, Cameron, and uh, I said I will network with you guys to possibly be on his show and such. Yeah, um, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Now, the P3 program is something that you might end up being interested in. Um, maybe, maybe not. Something we can speak about is uh, is um, a group of paranormal teams and those interested in the paranormal is coming together under para-unity, you know, paranormal unity, and kind of networking and doing helping each other grow. So I think it's good. It stands for, I don't say this enough, so sometimes it catches in my mind. Uh, P3 stands for Paranormal uh, Partnership Program, the three Ps. That's so, phenomenal. I love it. Yeah, that's uh, Matt's brainchild there as far as the, the P3 goes. He, he's built quite the, the group of, of people there. Well, good job, Matt. Keep up the good work. We need you. Definitely. Isn't that what I said? <laughs> Paranormal partner. realize the millions of people interested in, in the field of paranormal and spiritual activity. And it's a huge, huge growing community. Millions of people. Well, what I like about that um, program, the partnership, is... Uh, you don't have to be part of a team to be part of it. You know, right. it's not exclusively for teams. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people that are not part of teams. They network and they join up with teams, but they're not part of a team. And become part of the community. I think that's, that's great. <laughs> this person, Jay, um, encourages some of my food choices. Like, uh, the extra mustard on the mustard flavored ice cream. That takes <laughs> some fortitude. Uh, you know, uh, that the probably the last one I I kind of I almost lost it on camera, and and it kind of surprised me because it wasn't like uh, a disgusting taste. It was just that hot, and that was I had a ice cream that had spicy chocolate in it Mexican, Mexican spicy chocolate and I make homemade hot sauce and so I tried it without the hot sauce and it was okay a little spicy but you know I gotta go above and beyond so I put my my uh, four chili or four pepper hot sauce on top of it and almost made me I sick sleep so, at night. um the, the hot sauce has habaneros, um, jalapenos, ghost peppers, and Carolina Reapers into it. Holy cow. Those are about the hottest you can get. <laughs> and it definitely, uh, it definitely was uh, spicy. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, you know what, Scott? Not, I think... Not because there's so many people here, maybe we should um, do a 30 second clip, a little bonus footage. Well, let me introduce you. I don't see why he's uh, 
hiding in the background because he's got control. But let me introduce you to Matt personally. What's up, everybody? <laughs> hey, Matt. How you doing? So you, Good. you, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't know why I don't. Show. Yeah, uh, I don't know why I don't get the notifications anymore that you went live. I just saw it. And I was like, "Wait, what? Fedora's live?" <laughs> you blocked me. I mean, you know, oh, no. he doesn't care for me anymore. I'm yesterday's. Oh news. yeah. Uh huh. But you were <laughs> <laughs> you were saying you have another clip? Well, um, this one Are actually you? has this thirty second clip actually has the name of the episode and, and some of the uh, the credits in the beginning, but. I like it because it's all HD and it gives, it kind of gives an introduction to the whole episode. It's a small clip. I'll leave it up to you, but there's so many oh, sure. people here. Sure. If you want to share it, by all means, um, I'll pop it up onto the screen. Um, I see that you're right. We have people here kind of hanging out, must be listening to us and, uh, and such. So if you have a, questions or anything please drop them in the comments and uh we'll get to questions when we come back out after this clip and welcome and says, matt you're not not subscribed to the fedora tingle try that no if that if he means tingle that must be uh one of those warren things it's in the water yeah. every time i go live <laughs> he gets a tingle you need to get a big fedora spotlight so every time you go live i see it that's what you need yeah okay without further ado we will uh play this let me take the music off real quick if it works i uploaded it to you scott if it works all right we'll we'll uh put this video on
I like that. Definitely, definitely. Um, Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. That that music, though. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe I got away with that. YouTube let me uh, post that. Was that your mic, Matt? What? It sounded like there was an echo. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. You know me. Titty sensory thing. Titty is actually the town I live in. Mm-hmm. Um, so Scott, Scott and Matt, that's the actual hotel um, that the, the episode revolves around. The room is 507, and, and that's where the murder took place. So we're in the room. You get to see a, you know, a seance in the room. Um, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. Actually, I'm finding you on YouTube right now. Oh, thanks. Now, do you have a premiere set up for that? I think, Scott, I think we're going to do it around, around the same time as we did tonight, 730 on the 16th. Well, I'm saying on YouTube, you set it as a premiere. Yeah, that one will probably be set. All right, cool, cool. And we also have interviews in this episode, too, with, uh, you know, he killed 17 people. So we have interviews with people that actually knew some of the victims. And it's a pretty immersive episode. I give you a lot of credit because a lot of people, they when they do these kind of videos, they don't generally go that extra mile with the interviews and such. I mean, you get the, the interviews of the people living in the home or whatever that's having yeah. that kind of experience. But outside of that, you don't get nothing, you know, don't normally get the extra with it. Yeah, I did get lucky. I mean, the amount of, of stress of the hotel alone, not wanting to give me access to that room um i feel i feel it was worth it but i would never do it again so if you get invited back in say a year from now because they like what you did you would say no it's hard to say but i i just know that i had to go through every rung of management all the way to the top and you know i i basically had to to throw a fit after two months of being turned down and lied to and it was really a, a circus hmm. that's crazy oh, that's that's kind of like the hotel i did here are you starting this brady bunch crap again fedora oh, i i figure my name is a little smaller down there so i oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, so that way it's not covering his face as much. I'm going to be a good host. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, we're doing this. Um, but no, no like the no, host. Oh, it's... Here, so. oh, okay. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> but um, well, no, the Hotel Edison, we we investigated that. has a lot of reported activity, a lot of good activity. Uh, the main level and the basement pre-range. Like we had free reign to everywhere, the dining hall, all that good stuff. That was fine. But upstairs, they said we weren't allowed on this floor, this floor, this floor, that floor, this floor, and started restricting us to where we could go. Mm -hmm. And I said, is that because of, you know, the people 
that are in the hotel they said well no you know you're allowed in this you know that room but you can't be on this floor or that floor and i said well where's all the activity and they were saying some of the floors that were restricted so i'm like so we're not allowed to go where the activity has been reported how's that gonna work and they're like right. oh you can set up a camera now, I'm see, I've only been in one haunted hotel, and I'm sorry, Cameron, I didn't mean to talk no, over you. No, go ahead. Um, actually, me and Steph did a random trip just because we wanted to have a little alone time and away from the area. And we did a Google search of, of uh, different locations like hotels and such, and we ended up on Grand Island. Uh, you might remember that video, Matt. Um mm -hmm we just randomly ended up there and we didn't tell the hotel why we were there because it was just me and her and uh and we ended up in room triple six of all places i remember uh, that as being random which was pretty cool but you know we actually kind of took this, some of the equipment to go up and down the halls you know we didn't do the spirit box because that's quite noisy but they had a whole floor shut down and i was curious if that might have been a floor of activity because it had a, a uh, history of, of hauntings that was on the travel channel for for being um, a haunted hotel with a little girl spirit and such. So, um, speaking of having places you can't go to and such, it would have been nice to be able to go on to that floor, I think. Yeah, you know, like what you said, Scott and Matt, as far as the management not not wanting you in certain areas, it almost, it's making me think along the lines of maybe they don't want any liability. You know, if something happens that they don't want any liability or any lawsuit at all or anything that they have to deal with. It's very possible. Now, I'm curious if, uh, event insurance could cover something like that hmm. yeah i'm sure they have clauses is there a paranormal insurance <laughs> no but there should be for some of these teams out there there should be <laughs> or even locations like the asylums and such you know they i know some of them do um like the whaley house the whaley house in san diego they have it um, they have insurance and stuff like that, but you also have to sign waivers. And I think that's where they get, they get a lot of places. I know there are certain locations that do require you to sign waivers if you're going to go investigate, which makes sense. They got to cover, you know, just like we have to cover ours. I mean, my San Diego team, we had, we had insurance. I had insurance for all my investigators and all the equipment. So that's amazing. That's, that's quite you've had insurance i never did insurance i i never thought of it no well, when i when i had 47 investigators and a couple thousand dollars worth of equipment going into some of these locations hmm. <laughs> and out well, there it's you have to <laughs> i should have it because i have lee foot and jaywow i mean that's the equivalent of what you're saying <laughs> all kidding aside um they're closer to, to you than me, so that's all you. <laughs> they might know where I live, but they're not going to come here. <laughs> I don't know why. I just 
I must be getting tired. Um, so I'm sure that you guys could set up. Um, I will set up a chat with you guys to possibly be on your show, Mr. Consult. Of course. Mr. Uh, Matt has a very similar show to this, so his goes a little off the rails from time to time. <laughs> little. I'm intrigued. What show are you watching? You haven't watched any of the recent stuff, have you? <laughs> with a blind eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, the only way um, to watch it. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, but yes, I gave you credit earlier with uh, with uh, <laughs> with the P3. Yes, Having I your way now. <laughs> Are you saying now or no W? As in no way. <laughs> but uh, now you might be interested, Cameron, or you might not be. Um, there is a new thing going on with. Uh, Matt and Brian Laverty, I believe it is, with uh, the world's largest ghost hunt? Global ghost hunt. That's that's the other one. The world's largest is the other one. I I knew, but it was like... I got you. I got you. Um, So, yeah. So, the global ghost hunt is something that Brian John Laverty um, created. Um, Brian also created Parapost and Parapost Network Central. Um, But what this is, is a global event that we're hosting two times next year in 2023, one in May, one in October, where the idea is to promote out locations and teams equally. Um, Teams will be given about roughly two hours is what we're shooting for. Um, But there's going to be full team support, full location support. There's customized merchandise you can get. There is a bunch of other things that we are offering these teams and locations to sign up for and what we can give and offer them. Um, uh, basically it's going to give everyone an opportunity to give themselves, you know, the 15 minutes of fame that they deserve and to highlight them. Um, and also we're going to be doing a very special live event. Hmm? Now this is John, right? Hello, crossover paranormal. Jonathan Myers. (laughs) How you doing tonight, John? Um, yeah, but, see now that Matt, I give him credit, and you might have the ability yourself. I see all these teams, and I lose track of who is behind the name of the teams. I, I lose track of people like that. I, for some reason, John has stuck out in my mind for crossover. Um, so bravo for that, John. <laughs> Yeah, I'm lucky I know where who I am anymore or where I'm at or what's going on. So but um but no, actually on January thirteenth, it'll be literally the first Friday the thirteenth of twenty twenty three. Um Global Ghost Hunt will be hosting a our very first that's Robin from Happen Paranormal. He's over in the UK. He stays up late for all of us. I love to it. say that must be pretty late over there in the UK. Oh, oh yeah. Um, Push one thirty in the morning over there, I believe. Uh, think about one thirty two, one thirty two, somewhere in there. Um, but we are going to be hosting our very first podcast 
the global ghost hunt is and we're going to be highlighting teams and bringing them on to talk about it and talk about why they're joining what locations they are going to stuff like that or we're getting some locations involved but it's gonna be great i'm excited i'm really excited that sounds amazing how you doing raymond but yeah, yeah. go check it out uh, globalghosthunt.com that sounds amazing and entertaining yeah, even if, even if you're not planning to be part of it, you could definitely watch some of the teams and such as well to show support there. How are you doing, Ashley? I hope you're doing well tonight. Hey, Ashley. Um, Hello, so, Ashley and Heffern. Raymond and Crossover. And if you guys have any questions for our guest tonight, um, Feel free to ask them. Uh, he's a multi-platinum award-winning song song writer and singer. Very nice. <laughs> okay. I'll believe it. I don't care. <laughs> if, it comes from, if it comes from Fedora, it's truth. <laughs> oh, we won't. We won't go quite that far. Would your Would your wife claim that you could sing there, Cameron? Who me? <laughs> deer in the headlights look yes you um i don't she's the singer she's got she's got a, a nice voice but me not so much mm -hmm. 2 20 in the morning almost the witching hour over there oh boy hello ashley well i hope you get a good night's rest um Thank you for popping in, and uh, yeah, thank you for everyone popping in. Definitely. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm gonna. If Matt, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. Uh, I'll just get in touch with you, Karen, and we'll dive in on uh, my show. Get you scheduled. It's very nice to meet you. To you as well. You as well. Actually, to be honest, Fedora brother, I just want to stop by. One video of me dancing. I'm not professional. <laughs> I still say you need to bring out back the good old boys. Good old boys on the porch. Mm -hmm. That was a little thing that me and Lee as the, the channel's still there. I just don't have the password to it anymore. Mm -hmm. On YouTube. Uh, we were doing where we kind of sat on the porch of his porch and kind of just talk about anything that came to mind <laughs> that's what we need to do we need to get that going get you me dan al cameron if you want to hop on just do some have some fun get jay wow involved absolutely i love Little this boys i'm in good right. hands with you guys definitely uh we definitely feel that the the community is what keeps us going and you know, I, I don't know how it happened, but somewhere along the line, everything lined up to where the people that are here and those that watch uh, in the replays and such had just shown such support. This time last year, I was in really bad shape, and the love this community gave me was just astounding. Um, I was very depressed at that point as well, and, and just the emotional support that they gave just helped tremendously. I don't think they realized how much it helped. Yeah, and it's growing. 
growing day by day. I will. Let I'll let you. I will. I'll let you talk politics. But uh, but no, I, I just want to say one thing because I, I do have to get going. I have actually a couple of videos I need to create tonight, uh, but I'll be listening in back on Facebook. Uh, Cameron, I did actually find your YouTube. I have subscribed, so I'll be checking it out. Um, but no, you know, Cameron, honestly, Fedora here is too modest. And I've said this on my show. I'll keep saying it. The, one of the main reasons why this community has grown as quickly and as big as it has Right there, the fedora. You're still not quite used to that, are you? <laughs> no, I'm used to being over there. But um, I I started out as the paranormal consultant doing um, just how-to videos, just little stuff. And by chance and by luck, I met up with Scott. And after uh, at least a week or two, he's like, you have something here. You need to take this further. Broaden your expectations of yourself. And he pushed me to do all of this it, it, if it wasn't for him p3 would never happen the show the show would never be the way it is and the network and the community we have it wouldn't be the way it is it's it's all because of scott pushing me so don't let him undersell himself he's got a big fedora that's very <laughs> good to say. um when scott reached out to me i i saw how he ran things and i immediately said yes yeah, um, I really appreciate it, but you guys make it easy for me to to be this and be able to do this. Um, I will say, kind of odd that I feel more comfortable doing things live now than I do pre-recorded because of doing uh -huh. this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Says the one who kept saying, oh, you need to do more recorded stuff. You need, uh-huh, now you see. You see. <laughs> you see how that works. Uh, uh, but... But I do have to get going. So if any of you are finding any value in this, Scott will finish the rest. And uh, <laughs> you can just find me under uh, Paracrew Podcast on YouTube. You can find me the same on uh, Facebook, Paracrew Podcast, Paranormal Consultant, or no, what I what I no, highly suggest. I will just hold on, and everybody click like on everybody's and all that if you're finding value in this, but. Uh, Cameron and I will set up a chat with the three of us and then share the links or whatever. That's yeah, probably the easiest way. Fair to enough. Do that. So don't, don't forget duck lips. <laughs> For you. <laughs> I used to harass him about that on his shows. Duck lips and click like. <laughs> but much love to you, all you guys watching. Don't forget to share, like, subscribe, all that good stuff because Fedora is definitely deserves it. And uh, go check out Cameron's stuff, too. I did. Definitely. definitely. I subscribed. So you, much Matt. love to you guys. Cameron, nice meeting you. We'll talk to you soon. Yes. Thanks, Matt. Night. From your brother. Much love. Good night. Night. So, yes, I will set that up where you guys could have a conversation and network. And he was the person I was speaking of to of earlier for you to to be connected in and such um before we take off guys um drop any questions that you have real quick so uh cameron will have a chance to answer them before we jump out of here um but i will ask um hopefully you've enjoyed your night here and you'll come back for another night 
And um, I was just about to say that thank you for having me on. Um, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed every minute. I didn't think we were going to go this long, Scott. <laughs> what happened? You know, it's one of those things. And, you know, I've even had guests that were only on for 20 minutes. And and uh, just because time wouldn't allow it. And they come back and three hours later, we're like, okay, we got to end this because, well, three hours is a bit much. But, well, time you know, when you're fun, right? Definitely. I was about to say, as we're, you know, as I said, this is more of a casual conversation as opposed to like uh, like you would see on TV, CNN interview or something. You know, where it's sure, yeah. Question, 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 question. Okay, thank you. Next person. I, I don't care for that kind of style. And uh, it's I you know that style. Yeah, it just it just makes it better, right? You know, you get. I get where people are not used to this kind of situation. So they're very tense, very quick answers and not sure how to answer. And then as it starts going, you know, you relax, you start, you start answering the way you feel to answer as opposed to, well, let's see what they, they want to hear. Well, I've had a, a wonderful time and I want to thank you for inviting me on and um, anytime Thank you, Lee, and thank you, Scott, and Ashley, and Raymond, um, Haffern, Paranormal, everybody that came to watch, anybody who I didn't mention, and especially you, Scott. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I've had a great night. Um, you know, I worked today, and so I, I, I did my, my shift and came home, grabbed a quick bite to eat, and got up here because my laptop um sometimes it takes like 20 minutes to get everything loaded up and and go not the platform itself but like startup programs and you know this and that so it's like i i've been like 15 20 minutes late to start a show because my laptop just is not running so i wanted to make sure You're that not I was getting... out of the park well i appreciate that um so about since it's hitting the two hour mark we just go ahead and wrap this up we can <laughs> so, sign off i i'm sure we could probably talk for another hour if we really wanted to without too much hesitation with too much trouble but we probably should wrap it up always leave them wanting more right yeah anytime <laughs> you want me back scott you just let me know we'll be having new episodes come out next year and i'd love to be back well let's not rush into next year this upcoming Friday, you're going to have a, a show coming up that looks absolutely wonderful. Like, I know I'll be there. Right, right. Yep, Friday the 16th, episode four of Alone in the Dark. And thank you, Scott, for your help promoting that episode. And I hope you all enjoy it. I can't see why we won't. So you guys heard that. Um, make sure that you uh, tune in for that. So with that, Cameron, thank you very much. You have a wonderful night. And uh, about five minutes, I'll reach out to you to connect with Matt and such. How's that sound? Beautiful. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Scott. Thank you. Bye now. All righty, guys. Wow. Another Saturday night in the books. Um, a wonderful guest with Cameron. Um I'm not going to try to pronounce his name because it's going to sound horrible, I'm sure. <laughs> so, 
uh, we'll come up with some night, some awesome nickname for him, right? So I appreciate you guys taking the time, sharing the love with us, and asking the questions that you ask, and, and just the general community that you guys help build up here. Um, we really appreciate it. You guys keep knocking it out of the park for me every time you guys, uh, every time I do a show. Um, thank you to those that tuned in on my personal profile for the first time ever doing these shows there. I really appreciate you popping in for that. Once again, we probably won't be doing anything on December 24th because of the holiday. If we do, it'll be a little earlier in the day. So, um, I, I really appreciate that. Um, I will say, take the time to go to YouTube and Facebook and look up the Alone in the Dark. You see it scrolling in the bottom and subscribe to them and follow them on Facebook. So they see that um, coming on to these kind of shows is a blessing. And uh, they deserve the extra attention as well i mean come on did you see those trailers that they were amazing so uh without further ado because i'm just kind of rambling here i will say as always stay spooky my friends well hey everybody thanks for stopping down and uh appreciate the visit I'll get the hell off of my porch. Uh, we'll see you the next time. Come on back. <laughs>